You're listening to Habs Culture, a Montreal Canadiens podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Habs Culture and on Twitter at Habs underscore culture to stay on track with news and updates. Episode 52 of the Habs Culture podcast. My name is Mark Anthony Bertaggia. I'm alongside Justin Schwartz. Um, today we're going to cover a good amount of topics here. Um, to begin, the Canadians are getting points uh, in overtime for no reason, which is always fun. Um, but uh, we'll get into our very early predictions. Well, very early, early predictions um, for the playoffs. If the playoffs started today, of course. Um, we'll talk a bit about some of the one of the big names we didn't speak about last episode, which kind of flew over our heads because the deal wasn't finalized. Last episode, if you didn't listen to that, was about the trade deadline. Um, and yeah, just news around the league uh, for the beginning. Then we'll get into our little predictions towards the end. Yeah, should be fun. Um, again, we talked about this before, but not a, not a ton going on in the NHL considering that the NHL deadline, or sorry, trade deadline has passed. So I think the the big amount of news will come towards the offseason around the, around draft time, around free agency, but there's still a little bit to cover, a little bit to, we can we can we can see what's going on. Yeah, so we'll start with the the big name I mentioned. Uh, last episode we were talking about all the trades that happened. Of course, Patrick Kane is a New York Ranger. We didn't mention that. We knew um that the deal was happening. It just wasn't confirmed. So we were following our trade tracker, and of course it wasn't there. So Patrick Kane goes to the Rangers. Um, I didn't pull up the package that was sent to Chicago, um, but you know the best U.S.-born hockey player goes to the New York Rangers, who already acquired Tarasenko a few weeks prior, um, and they're absolutely stacked right now. Um, they're playing some good hockey. Their power play is looking obviously dangerous, um, but yeah, what a what a move for the Rangers for that market. For the Eastern Conference, who's already very stacked, to now be getting Patrick Kane uh, is just—it's scary for the teams. You know, everyone's getting better, so that side of the bracket is going to be very hard to predict. But it's going to be super exciting to watch. Yeah, I uh, I like I like that move by the Rangers, and I think it was one that was very highly anticipated. Right, I think we we could somewhat see it coming, considering that Patrick Kane didn't really want to play anywhere else. Um, mm-hmm. So it's you saw something that was going to happen, and the paying price. I mean, again, we don't have the package in front of us, but it wasn't very steep. It wasn't very steep. Um, but yeah, so far three points in four games. He's adjusting to the pace, and I think it's new to him because there's a lot less expectations in Chicago at this point in his career versus being in New York now on on, on Broadway, potentially or not potentially, or a playoff team. So. We'll see. We'll see how quickly he adjusts, and he's very familiar with Panarin, so I'm sure that you know things will click sooner rather than later. But yeah, I think it's a it's an, a move you can't ignore, and a move that's obviously bolstering a an already stacked top nine in in, mm-hmm. in New York. Did you have the package with you? I'll pull it up right now. Because obviously it's not going to be a steep package, given that um, there was re- like retention necessary that was needed clearly for the Rangers' sake. Um, I'm gonna guess that it was 75% retained. Was there a third party involved? That would be my guess. Um, um, yeah, so there was a third party involved. Um, so I'll just read through the trade. So New York acquired Patrick Kane and Cooper Zek, if I'm pronouncing that properly, um, mm-hmm. in exchange for a conditional second rounder, uh, a fourth round pick in 2023. Uh, n- not gonna try and say that name, Vili Sarjarvi, Sar- uh, Sar- uh, Andy Walensky. And Chicago retains 50%. And Arizona is the third party in all this, um, where they receive a third round pick in exchange or for for retaining 25% of Kane's contract. So a total of 75%. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, not a bad haul for the Hawks, you know, given that it was inevitable, right? The change was inevitable. It was coming. But look, good for the Rangers. Um, it's going to be exciting, like I said before. Um, but yeah, honestly, if I look at the, uh, you know, I, I'll save it for later when I look at the East, I'll save it for later for what I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, I, know, I know where you're going with that, but another news, um, the Philadelphia Flyers made a, a GM change mid season and I, well, mid season, 
after the trade deadline, which to me is ridiculous. The The Flyers fired Chuck Fletcher, and Chuck Fletcher, for those who don't know, was in Minnesota before Philly, and he replaced Ron Hextall in Philly, and he didn't do a great job in Minnesota. Like, he wasn't great. Now he goes to Philly, and he really wasn't great at all when it comes to last season's moves um, the year before. He really didn't do anything special with that team, and he gets fired now. For a GM to get fired now, you have to be doing a pretty bad job, right? Because then, like, when you're shaking up the front office midseason, it's not very fun. Um, and apparently, I read this somewhere that, like, the Flyers knew. I think it was uh, Ellie Friedman who said it. Um, the Flyers knew they were going to fire him at the end of the season. So, like, why would you let him go through a trade deadline if you know you're going to... Like, if you know you're firing someone, why would you let him make decisions at the deadline? Like, what do they do at the deadline? Um, Oh, they didn't trade JVR. That was the whole situation where he was... Everyone thought he was going to Detroit, and he didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyways, they replaced him with Danny Briere. Danny Briere, uh, former Sabre, former Flyer. Um, He was in the runnings for the Canadians GM role. He was the GM of... It was their ECHL team. It was the ECHL team? All right. Yeah. So he makes a I'd pretty have to... good jump. And good for him. Apparently, he's uh, he's he's very, like, he's been recommended, you know, for many jobs. And he finally got the role in Philly. I think um, the Flyers have been waiting to promote him just, like, the right time. And I guess this is the perfect time. Um, and they're obviously going to go through a rebuild. It's about time. Like, Philly has been just so mid and so lost for a while now hopefully he finds um something to get them back on track here whether it's a good pick in the draft or who knows what he what he's got in mind yeah and uh look i i think you're absolutely right i think that's the the direction that they need to go in but again it, it doesn't really make sense to me right you let you let chuck fletcher go through another uh trade deadline where he was extremely quiet and it's like, well, you could have you could have had someone there, and you could have made that decision a little bit a little bit earlier in advance, and brought in someone who might have, like Danny Briere, who's clearly interested in a rebuild, and could have made a few moves that would have would have helped his cause, would have helped the would have helped uh, the Flyers' case. But now you know your trade deadline's over, can't make any moves for the rest of the year. Now you have to wait till the off season. Now you're gonna have to. Now you have a lot of work to do. And it's it's not to say that there wasn't a lot of work to do already, but there's a lot of things that could have probably been avoided, right? Mm-hmm. Or taken care of. There you go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's the news around that. Other than that, there's not much news around the league other than uh, Kaprizov who got hurt. I mean, it, what is it like two to three weeks he's out? It was uh, three to four, I believe. So oh, three to four. Okay. Yeah, yeah. significant. Um, and yeah, just the Flames. I want to touch on the Flames quickly before we get into our predictions here. The Flames. Um, I think. Look, I'm not going to bring up the stat, but they've been out shooting their opponents. For like the past few games, maybe five games, I forget what it is, but keep losing. Like they're they're dropping out. Like I honestly, I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs at this point. Um, they're losing to Anaheim at home, um, which is good for the Habs. Anaheim keeps winning, spreading that gap. But uh, but yeah, the Flames are in trouble again. Brad Treleven did a good job this offseason, but it, it it's got to be their coach. No, it's got to be Daryl Sutter. At some point, you got to say like these guys are just not listening to that that guy's message who's a very hardcore guy like you either like him or you don't he's a bit like torts mm-hmm. you know Toffoli's playing great but their big their big guns aren't playing great um i just look at the fly at the at the flames they should be a playoff team but they're not good enough to do any damage in my opinion even if they do make the playoffs even in the in the weaker conference you know no, no, yeah, I agree. They've and look, truthfully, they've been struggling all season, right? They've they've cemented their their spot in in the Pacific in you know, in fifth place, right? Fifth place behind an Edmonton team, a Seattle team that's over that's that's clearly exceeding expectations, and then LA and Vegas. But the truth is is that they haven't really moved from that spot because below them you have Vancouver, Anaheim, and San Jose. Those three teams have basically been there all season. So Calgary is not doing it make uh is isn't really doing any damage. And to that point, Mark, I think like you said, their big guns aren't showing up. And the truth is, is that I don't think they really have big guns. I don't think I don't think that they have anyone that can really change the game. 
I think they expected mm-hmm. that from Huberto. I think they expected that from Kadri. But the truth is, is that, you know, put them in a different situation, put them in a different system, and they're not going to produce what they did in years prior. And Markstrom's having one of his worst seasons mm-hmm. from a statistical standpoint, which isn't helping their cause either. Um, but again, yeah, I think, I think this all boils down to two things. One is the lack of created chemistry since the beginning of the season. They haven't gelled. They haven't figured it out whatsoever. And two, I think, I think you got to put a little bit of blame on the coach, right? Like you said, like, I think that's, I think you have to. Yeah. I was going to bring up Markstrom's numbers. Now I just, I closed it by accident. I can, I can Um, get it for you if you'd like. He's uh, on the season right now. He has, he's 17, 18 and eight, 17, mm -hmm. 18 and eight. So below 500, he's at 287 goals against and an 893 save percentage. Okay. Yeah. It's disgustingly bad. And, um, and to that point also, Vladar is 12-6-5, so his record is, is, is not bad. He's played in 24 games, but also a 295 with an 895 save percentage. So it's just all across the board. The goaltending's not there. It's just not there. And to think, like, in the playoffs, he wasn't that guy, but it's like, oh, maybe he's just having a bit of a slump like Markstrom. Um but now it's just getting to a point where he had a horrendous, horrendous year. Um, I'm trying to see here. Like their their special units. Let's see, Calgary. Like they're 23rd in the league on the power play, which isn't which, amazing, but it's well, not the end of the world. Well, it's 23rd in the league. Your bottom, your bottom third. Yeah, but you can make up for it. Let's see their penalty kill. Of course, but. Mark, let's not ignore the fact that if they're 23rd out of 32 teams in the league and you have the likes of, like we said before, Huberto, Kadri, Lindholm, like that's concerning. Like if you're putting them in the same, let's just say the same tier as Montreal, right? Just about yeah, that right. tier, that's, that's kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They're 12th in penalty kill, which makes sense because they're also very defensively, but again, a defensive minded, I mean. But again, you have guys like Huberto, who want to score goals and they're playing a defensive system. It just doesn't work. You know what I think the problem, the biggest problem is Mark is that I think the guys that they brought in, although I, I think that they are good players. I think that they're very, very good complementary players. They're not, like I said before, they're not guys that will take over the game. Huberto's had significant seasons, but on an, on an electric power play last year in Florida with an electric center to, 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 to put the puck in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to I'm not going to say that Huberto is not a good player and take all the credit away from him, but let's not let, but let's let's acknowledge the fact that it's he didn't do it on his own. And neither did Nazem Kadri. He was playing on that he was a second line center on one of the best teams or the Stanley Cup championship team last last season. He was playing on a second line against second line competition and was on the first power play with the likes of McKinnon, Makar, Nachushkin, Landeskog like you know so again as much as i like these guys are they really guys that are gonna turn like make up for all the losses that calgary suffered in the offseason i don't think so yeah yeah it's tough it's tough over there for them anyways but look i think there's gonna be a coaching change at the end of this season especially if they miss the playoffs um but their gm i think he's safe i think he had a good offseason considering what happened um he did but yeah. he did his job right like he he did what he had to do considering what yeah, he lost. exactly um all right let's get into this playoff we're gonna we're gonna predict like it's an early prediction but we'll get into what we think is gonna happen and then in a few weeks time once the final bracket is set we'll really go through it and we'll do it again because some positions or some teams might move around um yeah i think i i correct me if i'm wrong but i think the um the west or actually I think both are pretty much set, except for the fact that the Islanders right now, as yeah. the eighth spot in the East, are kind of like up in the air. And in the West, I would say the only one that's kind of up in the air is like Winnipeg, potentially Winnipeg. But yeah, I think I think this will basically be what it will what it is. But mm-hmm. anyway, we'll see. Yeah, you want to start with the West? I think like the East is more exciting, so we'll start with the West. Sure. All right, I'll give go. you the first matchup. I'll give you the first matchup. We'll go Dallas-Edmonton. This is a very good first-round matchup. Yeah, very good. Very, very good. You're looking at McDavid and Dreisaitl and, and, and the Edmonton team against a Dallas team that has something to prove here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm taking Dallas in that matchup. Oh wow! I'm taking okay. Dallas, and truthfully, for the for the fact that I've never believed in Edmonton's bottom six, I've never believed in their depth, and I think Dallas has made made sure that they can provide some secondary scoring to the big guys, to the Pavelskis, the Hints, and and the Robertson. Mm-hmm. And I think Ottinger, you know, we saw him show up last year. I think he's yeah. not afraid uh, not afraid of the limelight. And then you have and you have a very very solid defensive core that that's led by. One of, one of the best defensive beasts in the league in Miro Heiskanen. So I think that they're in a very good spot. I think that it will be a very close series. I think it might be, I think there's going to be, it's going to be relatively high scoring, but I think Dallas will ultimately take it. And Ben's having a great season too. Very underrated, go. underratedly well season. Um, what are your look, thoughts on that one? Look, it's tough because again, if, if Ottinger plays the way he played last year in the first round, it's Dallas all the way for me. Like it's got to be Dallas. However, the season that McDavid's having, and just mixed up with I don't know, mixed up with Drysaddle, I feel like I feel like Stuart Skinner can have a good playoff push, and if it's not him, maybe Campbell. Even though Campbell's struggling heavily, mm-hmm. um, but look, just to be different, I'll go Edmonton. But sure. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Dallas. I wouldn't be surprised if they go to seven. You know what? I, it's a complete toss-up. It could be a sweep. Who knows? Like, I'm really unsure about this one. But it's going to be a good series. I'm going to go Edmonton, just to be different. Great. Um, the, the one bet against the, McDavid. It is hard to bet against McDavid. But again, we have to. We I think we have to keep in mind that, again, like I mentioned before, the lack of depth is something that they're... That they've, they've struggled always with struggled ever, with. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And... Again, like I'm looking at their lines right now. The top six is stacked, right? You have Kane, McDavid, Hyman, Nuge, Dreisaitl, Yamamoto. Like that's that's getting you places. Mm-hmm. It's the bottom six that worries me. And it's the fact that once again, aside from the Matias Echo move, which I think was a solid move, all things considered, they didn't address the... Uh, look, we can, we can say that a, a top four defenseman for Edmonton was the move that they needed to address. But I also do think that, look, they went and got Nick Bukestad for cheap. Great. But again, Warren Fogel, Bukestad, Janmark, Devin Shore, McLeod, Derek Ryan, to me, isn't getting it done. Yeah. And I think that's the difference maker in this series. And that's why well, I leave Dallas. Secondary scoring. Yeah, maybe that. But again, I think, like you said, toss-up can go either way. Hard to bet against McDavid for yeah. sure. All right. Next, Minnesota-Colorado. I don't think this is a particularly close series, truthfully. I think that if this is the matchup, I'm taking Colorado and it's not close. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm thinking Colorado. Even though, like, some people might say, like, like if I'm the Wild, I'm pissed off. I'm being honest. Like, you have an okay season. Right now, there was fourth, the fourth seed, and you get Colorado. I like, mean, fourth seed isn't amazing. Like, it's not look good. At, that's that's literally what the Leafs deal with every. Well, aside from the fact when they played the Habs, but again, this year we'll talk about it after. But it's another it's another unfortunate matchup for them. But yeah, absolutely, you're not you're not yeah, happy to Leafs, play Colorado. Leafs, Leafs would be playing the fifth seed. It's even worse. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So they're playing it's the like seventh seed. It happens to be Colorado. That's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, like they're playing the seventh seed, and it's a very good team. But yeah, I, I'm gonna go Colorado too, um, unless like major, unless major injury or unless Flurry can like I don't know what stop everything. Um, but like I just I, I've always seen Minnesota as an okay mediocre team. Um. But just going up against a powerhouse like that, I don't see it. I don't see it happening for them. And especially we have to look at the fact that Landeskog is going to most likely come back during that playoff run. And yeah. I guess... You but even without the- him. Even without him, I still t- think they take that series. Yeah. But it doesn't hurt, obviously. And I think that the biggest problem is is the concern at goaltender, right? Like, Gorgiev's been playing well, but he hasn't been playing great. And mm-hmm. it's tough to be a good... Like, look, Darcy Kemper got hot at the right time last year, right? We talk about it being a hot goalie and not necessarily the best goalie. Yeah. Um, but again, Minnesota, like if you're looking at their advanced stats and if you're, and it's not even advanced stats, it's the surface stats. Like they're, they literally cannot score without Kaprizov on the ice. And if you can't do it without Kaprizov, then forget about it in the playoffs when you need secondary scoring. Right. So mm-hmm. let's, well, I, I think we can both confidently agree on Colorado there. All right. Vegas, Winnipeg. This is another great series. Another great series. Yeah. Um, Quick is playing amazing right now. He's three and zero. Yeah, three and zero in Vegas. So that's going to be a question to ask once Logan Thompson comes back. You know who gets the start? The Stanley Cup champion or 
You know, the guy who's never, I guess, he hasn't played in the playoffs, right? Logan Thompson, no. Because they missed the playoffs last year. Um, yeah. And then I'm, I'm guessing they're going to get Stone back or is he completely out? It's hard to say considering it's a, it's the same injury yeah. again. So we'll see. But I doubt I would say I would say doubtful. Look, let's say he doesn't. And let's say they have quick and nets. Same roster as usual. I'm gonna go Winnipeg. I'm I'm fully in agreement there. Good goaltending. Elite offense. That's never in doubt when you talk about Winnipeg. And they're just playing some great... Like, recently, they've been in a bit of a slump. But overall, this year, they've had a great year. And with a new coach, I don't know. They, I wouldn't even call it an upset. I don't think it's an upset. It's an upset It's an upset on paper, but I agree. Paper, I don't think it's yeah. an upset. I don't think it's an upset, uh, you know, when we're just talking about it like this. I think... I mean, I want to hear what you have to say about this, but I think, you know, bringing in... Um, the coach that they did, which Rick is bonus. Rick bonus. Thank you. He's a defensive minded coach. He's worked with that defensive core who has struggled in the past in terms of being maybe a little bit too offensive minded, right. With the Neil Pionk and Nate Schmidt. And they're not, they're not necessarily perfect defensively, but again, that, that firepower offense and that goalie is, I think what's going to ultimately win them. That's win them that series. And Vegas to me, isn't particularly scary. I'm not, I'm not, no. I don't know right. about what you think about them. Like, again, on paper, it's a different story, right? Like, I don't, I don't find them scary on paper. And then they, they, they're still doing very, very well. But I don't know. No, when Not they played a- against the Habs a few nights ago, I was like, this team is, is an expansion team with Jack Eichel. You know what I mean? That's what it feels like. That's what it like, feels like. Look. Like, let's not forget. Like, without Stone in the lineup, it's tough to ju- judge. And the fact that they threw Pacioretty away for free like there's just so like again now I'm saying now I'm like bringing up what ifs but mm-hmm. I mean yeah no not definitely not a fan they have guys that will step up to the plate and you know be better than just role players but how long will that last and will it last against a power a powerhouse offense in the playoffs probably not they used to be scarier and Rick Bonus created an absolute beast on defense this year in Jake and Morrissey and in front of Hellebuck who's yeah and and it's actually too bad because I was reading through the defensive uh, like their their decor and Morrissey wasn't there because he got hurt last night. Um, so yeah. I don't know. He's doubtful. He's not playing today, which is not a good sign. I mean, back to back, you wouldn't assume that after an yeah. injury he'll play, but definitely not a good sign. All right, L.A. Seattle. To me, that isn't close either. You take L.A. I take L.A. Yeah, me too. Me too. I just think See, they're I, centered that just Dano, Kopitar, and the young guns, the way they're playing. Like, look at the season Velarde's having. What a season he's having. And then you have Fiala. Velarde, Fiala, Kempe is, has yeah. 30 plus goals. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to say no. And like Seattle to me is the exactly what you want if you were trying to build a team. And maybe this is gonna sound bad, but I'll call it if you wanted to build a team that was very mediocre. I think that they have very good depth from line one to four and defensive pairings one to three, mm-hmm. but that's not necessarily always exactly what you want. Like you look at when Montreal went far in the playoffs in, in when they went to the final against, against Tampa, they had a very balanced lineup, very, very balanced lineup. And look, it got them somewhere again with a few flukes here and there and a yeah. little bit of. But again, okay. you know what? Who knows? Maybe Seattle can come in and work as a group and work collectively and there's not a, a go-to guy. But I think the goaltending scares me too. Grubauer and Martin Jones are just not going to, in my opinion, not able are not able yeah. to get it done. Well, and just an experience in total, right? It's a team that's never been there. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Kings in that one. Yeah, But I still think it's going to be an, a good series. Like I don't think it's going to be... I don't think LA's going to manhandle them. But you know, I could see it end in in six. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Seattle. Truthfully, I could see them maybe taking a game, maybe. And I think LA is very very strong this year. Like I think you know they went out and made their move at the deadline. It was tough to get rid of quick, but they brought in a ga- they brought in Gavrikov for depth, and they brought in Corpusalo. Who look, who knows? You know, throughout his time in Columbus, he wasn't particularly good. He faced a lot of shots, but he wasn't particularly good. 
But again, you know, like you put him in front of a good defensive minded team with the ability, like, look, Phil, no, Anze, Kopitar, those are guys that you need in the playoffs. And then mm-hmm. add in all those wingers that are able to score at will. Like it's, it's, it's scary. And Corpusalo in the bubble played ridiculously good. Well, that in that one series against uh, the Leafs, against the Leafs, that was wild. Yeah. He was crazy good. Yeah. Um, but look, if if they can come out, like if this bracket stays the same, they could potentially go to the conference finals. They could be that dark horse that goes to the conference finals, in my opinion. And potentially beat a Winnipeg or Vegas, and then yeah. Yeah, because I think once you get to that other side of the bracket, I think it's it's visibly. I mean, I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't call it easier because like facing Colorado, Minnesota, Edmonton, or Dallas is definitely not easier. Yeah, but I feel like they'll have gone through a Vegas, Winnipeg team potentially that is probably held to the same standard as some of those other teams, right? Like yeah. on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Look, who knows? Be fun. But we'll go to the uh, we'll go to the East now, the exciting one. Um, yeah, we'll start with the we'll start with the the Bruins and Islanders. I was gonna say we'll start with the the New York teams, but hmm. um, there's too many. Exactly, there's too many. Um, but yeah, we'll start with the Atlantic Division, even though the Islanders are there, but that's because of the wild card. But anyways, yeah. Boston, New York. I think New York. I think New York. The Islanders will put up. I think take one. Yeah. I don't even, honestly, I think it's a sweep. If I'm being honest, I think it's a sweep. I think with the way that the Boston's playing this year, I don't like. I I think to even give New York enough credit to give them two games would be crazy. Oh, you two know? game not. Yeah. Like so, I think Bruin, the Bruins take that one. We yeah, we know what they are. They're just a beast. They're just Boston a beast. four. Yeah, Boston in four or five max. Yeah. Max. yeah. Um, um. Yeah. Go ahead on the next. All right. On the next one. The exciting one, the one I feel like it's been a few years now where we keep talking about it. Toronto, Tampa Bay, a series that went to seven last year. Uh, Tampa Bay, a team who um, we'll say struggling, but I've had a bit of, you know, John Cooper has been seeing his stars, um, benching them. You know, Point has been hot. Their stars have still been playing well, but there was clearly something going on. They're not the same team we've seen in prior years, but it's still the Tampa Bay Lightning, and you can't underestimate them. Leafs, Lightning, who do you got? <laughs> would it be would it be mean to say who do you got first? Like, look. Like I have my answer, but I kind of want to okay. hear yours first. Okay. I like what the Leafs did at a deadline. I like what they did. However, I'm taking the Lightning. Okay. I I still I st- I'm still not convinced that their big guys can win a series when it comes down to the final three games. They can't close out a series. And will it be the added depth that they added? Will it be the Ryan O'Reilly? You know, if he's healthy. Will it be the Nola Chari who gets that, you know, that game seven garbage goal? Maybe. Maybe it might be. However, when it comes down to the big guns on each team, can Matthews, who's having a, we'll say, mess season on his standards. Marner, we know he's good in the regular season. But can they close it out? I don't think they can. Can Samsonov be that guy versus Vasilevsky who just gets shutouts in game seven like it's normal? You're still thinking about it, huh? It's tough because the Leafs, I, I truly believe that they can do it. I just don't think they will. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. I will I will take the Leafs to win this series because, and strictly because, I really, really like what they did at the deadline. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's truthfully the only reason. Because I think if a guy like Matthews decides to go invisible or a guy like Mitch Marner decides to go invisible... 
don't get me wrong, you're put at a massive disadvantage. But because of the moves he made, I don't think you're down and out. I think oh, that... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, so there's a lot more people to count on. Now, I'm not saying that you necessarily want to count on... You don't necessarily want to be counting on Sam Lafferty and Nolachari and Kale Yarncroke. But if you need to, you could. And I think that they bolstered their defensive core. They bolstered the defensive core. And I think that they made it, and we talked about this on last episode, they became more, they became tougher to play against. And I think that's what they've been missing forever because every time they go into a first round, they're, 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 every team has thrown them around. And I don't think that, I don't think that they can, any team can do that anymore. I don't you think like so. their defense? When I say I like it, I like it because of their toughness. I like it because of, okay. like, I don't think that they're, I don't think that they're A1 defensively. Mm-hmm. But I think that when it comes down to defense, when it comes down to the playoffs and they're going to need to tighten up, I think that those guys are those big bodies, the McCabe, the Giordano, the Lilgren, the Brody. Again, I don't love Shen, them offensively. No? Shen now, like they have a, an eight man rotation back there. Yeah. Like they have a lot of defensemen, but I don't know. I think that this will be the year that they get it done. And I think people have been saying this for years, but I, again, I'm going back to the moves that, Kyle Dubas made it the deadline, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna award them the series. Okay, no, it's very fair. It's it's really it's a toss up, and I think Toronto. Like if you watch last last year's series, the team Toronto has this year, if they play in that series, they win. In my opinion, I don't know. I just I just it's hard to choose something when it just never happens. A hundred percent, hundred. You know what I mean? And it's just and look, you don't want to you don't want to base yourself on past events because it's a, again, it's a different team. But when you watch the stars of that team just never perform when it counts. But I have a question for you. Yeah. Like my question is, is that I think and look, we joke around because the truth is, is that they've never done it. But at one point, it will have to happen. It will. And. As long as, as long as mm-hmm. a guy like Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner are a Toronto Maple Leaf or are Toronto Maple Leafs. And let's assume, let's assume, look, a lot of people are preaching Matthews is going to leave. Is he really? Like, we like to joke around. He's going to mm-hmm. Arizona. Is he really? Like, I don't think that that's realistic. I think yeah. that Dubis you know, one of the benefits of him being buddy-buddy with most of the players is the fact that contract negotiations are a lot easier for both sides. And I think that ultimately, if Austin Matthews wants $12.5 million, $13 million, or $15 million once the cap rises, that money will be put into his hands by that organization. So at one point or another, they're going to have to come through and win a series. Is it this year? I don't know. I'm going to go with yes. But I think sooner rather than later, they're going to have to figure it out. And to me, it might be this year. It might. It might. Because I'm not convinced. I'm not fully yeah. convinced. I'm not fully convinced. Look, they could clearly do it. Like, I think they can. I just... And if they don't, it won't be Cal Dubas doing that Matthews negotiation. No, he's, he, he's, he's, he's done. He made that very clear at the deadline, right? Yeah. I mean, that guy, that guy was on, probably had eight phones, eight phones on at once. It's wild. Like, I think it would even come to the point where he would just resign. But I have, I have an even bigger question. Sorry. I'm looking at the Leafs lines and on their third line, right wing, they have Justin Hall. What's going on there? Like, well, why? And they don't have him on defense. Like, what's going Like, did- Well, I know he's going to be like that. He's the odd man out on defense. I know he is. Maybe they're why is he on the right wing? Holder? I don't know. That's so strange. Yeah. Whatever. Maybe a little glitch in the in the system. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, that's a fun one though. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun one as usual. Carolina, Pittsburgh. Carolina for me. Like, I mean, you're looking at a team in Pittsburgh that's not even guaranteed to make the playoffs. It's a very yeah. tight race for that wild card in the East. So not guaranteed to even have that spot. I think that the truth is that any team that's gonna play Pittsburgh out of the options as of right now are not really gonna put up much of a fight against Carolina. And what I wanted to, what I thought was funny is that looking at the standings, right? If I just pull them up quickly, sorry, because I don't have them here. But if you look at the wild card, 
the one team that I think that if they do make the playoffs could actually put up a fight because right now it's Pittsburgh, right? And mm-hmm. the Isles are playing Boston, but the other teams that are there are there are Florida, Washington, Ottawa, and Buffalo. I think the actual team that can put up a fight is Ottawa. If, 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 if. Like, I don't think the, I don't think Pittsburgh stands a ta- chance. I don't think Florida stands a chance. And I don't think Washington stands a chance. And those are the three teams that are like right there. Like Pittsburgh has that spot right now. Florida has 73 points, so three points out. Washington is 71, they're five points out. Ottawa is 70, Buffalo 69. Yeah, but, it's a good argument. Like even Washington, Buffalo, no chance. What about Buffalo? I'd love to see that. I'd love to see them in the playoffs. I think they'd get manhandled by Carolina, though. Yeah, I think realistically, like I'm underestimating Carolina's power. Yeah. But yeah, Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't. Yeah, go ahead. Carolina for me, like the. Oh yeah, yeah, it's not close. We're going through. It's not close. It's not close. That metropolitan side of the bracket is going to be very interesting. We always talk about the the Atlantic, which again, it's always interesting too. But the Metro is going to be very interesting, given the amount of offensive talent there is on all these teams. Mm-hmm. And now we get to the last matchup, which is the Battle of New York. Well, the Battle of New York. I keep excluding the Islanders who are playing the Bruins. Battle, but battle of the state? The Battle of the state, yeah. Even though it's not the same state. The no, battle it's of like the, whatever. It's what like do they right call there. that? I don't know. Yeah, I'm state? not sure what they call that. There's a state of New York. Because the Battle of New York, I guess, is Islanders and Rangers. And then New Jersey is just there. You know? They're literally right across the water, which is so funny, too. But Yeah. Anyways, New Jersey, New York. Um, New Jersey New Jersey's been playing amazing hockey this year. Amazing. There's no doubt. But but when you haven't made the playoffs in a certain amount of years, and you know it's a completely new team that's coming into this playoff push. Um, I think experience plays a large role in the playoffs. And I just don't think they have, whether it's the grit, whether it's the leadership, whether it's, like I said, the experience, I don't think they have what it takes to beat not only a team that's been there recently, but a powerhouse in the Rangers. From offense to defense to goaltending. Definitely. I definitely agree with you there. And the truth is, is that this is the comment that I'll make on this series, and I'm taking the Rangers as well. But I don't think the New Jersey Devils will lose this series because of a lack of skill. I think they'll lose yeah. it because of a lack. I, and I think this is kind of what you were like. This is what you said basically, but yeah. it's because it, not because it's a lack of skill, but a lack of experience. And mm-hmm. look, you have they're, they're really skilled, right? You go out and make a move for Timo Meyer. Now you have Timo Meyer, Dawson Mercer, Heishier, Jack Hughes. Like you're you're skilled. You're there. Yeah, yeah. But they're not. They're not. They're not built to win a series especially against a team that is built to win a, ser- a series like this like their top their their four lines are actually probably the the model that you would want for a playoff team mm-hmm. you have a scoring line you have a defensive line you have a checking line and you have the fourth line grinders like it's it's doesn't get any better defensively they're so tough to play against and if Shesterkin gets on his game and he's tough to beat like what what else what can you do what can you do? Um, do you want to continue the bracket? Sure, why not? We'll 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 we won't dissect it as much, but we'll just no. go through it. So you want to go back to the West? Yeah. So you had Dallas, Colorado. Correct. Yeah, and you had Edmonton, Colorado. Yeah. So I think it's safe to say Colorado goes through, right? I think so. I think I yeah. think to be honest, Dallas would put up a very good fight, mm-hmm. um, and I think Edmonton would too. I don't even think it's that. I don't even think it's particularly obvious, but man, that's a tough one. Dallas Edmonton. The more you yeah, think it really of it, is. the more it gets difficult to choose. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, w- I wonder. I, know, I mean, look for me, I think, you know what, you know what? I, I no. I, I think, I think if my prediction is correct and Dallas beats Edmonton, I would take Dallas over Colorado. Okay. Can it comes down to goaltending? Look, if that's what it comes down to, I'm taking Ottinger. Oh, 100%. All the way. But yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, I'll say Colorado makes it out of that side of the bracket. Okay, that's fair. So you have have Colorado. I have Dallas. Now we move to the other side of the bracket. 
Now yeah. we both agreed on Winnipeg and we both agreed on LA. So we can just move on as one LA Winnipeg. Who do you got? I'm going to go Winnipeg. Okay. Even though I said like 10 minutes ago that LA could go to the conference finals. I don't see how they, I don't know. I just like Winnipeg this year. I just think they could do it. That's fair. I think I would still take LA or still, I mean, I would take LA in this case. Yeah. Again, like very, very even. I just think in the playoffs, I will take LA. Yeah. I like Winnipeg's offense. And I like LA's offense, but what I like about LA's offense is the fact that they have guys that are not defensive liabilities. Yeah. Like I don't think you can really bank too much on like a guy like Wheeler and Ehlers to to you know Connor shut it down. Yeah. And like I like the fact that you have Arvidsson, you have Lazat, you have Deno, you have like those got like Iafalos, Kopitar, like those guys are for real, in -hmm. my opinion. So I don't know. Yeah, I'll take LA. But so for you. You have Colorado versus Winnipeg, and I have Dallas versus LA. Yeah. Interesting. Bam. Interesting. It's completely different. So you want to go first for your prediction for Colorado Winnipeg? Yeah, I'm gonna go um Bam. It's I just wanted to interrupt you here. Like, don't you find it crazy that first of all, these aren't even set in stone matchups but they're great matchups yeah but it's just so funny to like how much thought we put into it considering like we're still we're still what about 20 games out less it's, now yeah it's honestly it's the dallas edmonton series that's throwing me off because i think if dallas was on the bottom side of that bracket they they're clear if they're it, yeah like if, yeah. if they're with that vegas winnipeg la seattle they're clear Right? Maybe I'm not it, giving Edmonton enough credit, but again, it's it's. it's I, I don't think I'm giving Dallas enough credit. Like I think you can be completely right on this Dallas bet. They can go to the the Stanley Cup Finals for all we know. I think the truth is is not to well. I'll give my prediction now. Like Dallas, LA. I'm taking Dallas. Yeah, I would take Dallas so, too for on your side. But now, I I don't think Winnipeg, Winnipeg can go to the Stanley Cup Finals. Look, it's far, <laughs> and, it's, and Colorado it's far do it again. I don't know. I'm gonna go Colorado. But look, I mean, you can't discount. Even though I don't the, love the it, chance. I don't love it. I, I, I know, I know what you feel. I know. What I don't you feel. love. I don't see. Like, if I look at this, I go, I don't see Colorado making it out of the the West. But now, but the way I built this bracket, they do in my eyes. Mm-hmm. But I don't see Georgiev bringing this team to the Stanley Cup Finals. But a lot of people said that about Darcy Kemper last yeah, year, right? You're right. You're so, right. like the fact that he was in Arizona facing tons of shots, and now he's facing fifteen to twenty shots a game, and but he did it. Yeah. Look, and uh, they're and they're practically the same team, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who look, they lo- who they lose? It's more injuries. It's injuries and the not being able to play together the whole year. They haven't had the the team together the entire year, so it's just kind of like they're off chemistry wise. That's what scares me the most. It's so funny because on paper they don't even look that great. That's the thing, right? But but again, you know, like McKinnon, Ranton, and Landeskog, assuming Landeskog plays, like there's your staple. Then you have the guys like Lekkinen, Nichushkin, Rodriguez, like Newhook. That's your second tier. And then you have like their bottom six is just like, it's a lot of, it feels like at least on paper, like a lot of meh. But let's not forget that most of these guys have been there before. Like they've won the cup. Cogliano's yeah. won the cup. Logan O'Connor's won the cup. Nieto won the cup. Lars Eller won a cup. It was in, it was in, uh, in Washington, but he won a cup. JT Comfer won a cup. Like, you know, like it, there, there's like experience and success speaks volume. And I think that in this case, like you're second guessing and I don't blame you for second guessing, but I think that like, it's far from out of reach for Colorado to be back in the Stanley cup final. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make this exciting. Okay. Should we, should we get a drum roll effect in here? Like what's going on? So I said Edmonton, Colorado in the, the second round. Yeah. I'm going to say Edmonton goes through, faces Winnipeg in the conference final, an all-Canadian Western Conference final. 
That's crazy. And then that would be so great for Canadian hockey. For Canadian hockey, imagine. Um, you see, I don't honestly, I don't even know. No, I, I think, I think you're, I think you're good to take Colorado there. If you have Colorado Edmonton, here's my thing. If you have Colorado Edmonton, I like Colorado. If you have Dallas, Colorado, I think you have a different story. And I know that you originally took Edmonton over Dallas, but again, it, it comes down. That's to, a like, toss look, up. To look, at. I don't know. I, we I... saw Edmonton, Colorado last year, right? And you, and if that's what you have, you saw Colorado like. It, it wasn't like it wasn't that much of a, a of an effort a contest. It wasn't yeah exactly like it wasn't. Okay, so you know what? Yeah, Colorado. I'll put them in the Stanley Cup Finals, even though Colorado I'm not sold. I'm definitely I'm not sold at all. Fair enough. And I'm gonna take Dallas in the Stanley Cup mm-hmm. Final on the West in the West. All right, now in the East. Here we go. Here we. I go. never I never thought I was gonna struggle that much with the West. I thought it was gonna be the East that I was gonna struggle with the most. Yeah, but you know what? It's sometimes like the the, clo- the, the like the yeah. yeah like the fact that there's a lot of me- like mediocre team like I'm not they're not mediocre but they're not as big of a powerhouse as like the East teams right so yeah it's a lot it's a lot closer yeah all right what are we um what are we thinking I'm gonna do Boston Tampa well that's what we have we have Boston Tampa well I have Boston Toronto. But, oh, you have Boston, Toronto. It's true. Yeah, but it's fine. Go ahead, Boston, Tampa. Who are you taking? Boston, Tampa. I have Boston. No, I have Boston easily. Really? No matter who they but play, see, Toronto, Tampa Bay. I have them literally steamrolling yeah. them. Yeah, Boston, Toronto. I'm I'm taking Boston, but I don't know if it'll be easy. I don't know if it'll be easy, regardless of if it's Tampa or Toronto. It's but in six and six, just like break a sweat, you know. I'll take Boston then, there too. Yeah, and then coming out of the bottom side of the New York Rangers being the Hurricanes, I love that. I love that a lot because honestly, I not the biggest Carolina fan, specifically because of the fact that I think that they. I'll sound the alarms here. I think that they might be, truthfully fraudulent. Like I don't know. I'm not. The, a yeah, they may be a bit fan. Like, they, they, but you know what? Can we talk about that for a second? Because the truth is, is that although I'm calling them fraudulent, they do have one of the best decors in the league mm-hmm. if not the best right like slavin burns pesci gossip beer i'm missing a couple names and i'll pull them up right now because i think that they're she's uh said slavin slavin yeah for sure i said brady shea and calvin dahan dahan right now like i just think that i'm not giving them enough credit because i think defensively like they them so there's two teams this year that have given up the least amount of goals one being Boston two being Carolina so if we're going to if we're going to attribute points to defense here you got to give Carolina at least some sort of pull like you got to give them something mm-hmm. um but i do agree with you on that one i do think new york is just is built for it like it's their team top to bottom is built for it so i will take new york versus boston in the eastern conference final so we're on the same one of the there. final. I'll take Boston. I'm going to take New York. Wow. I think Boston finally breaks. Okay. That's interesting. Can you give me some uh some insight on that one? I or just some, think some... the Rangers that that team like look again, it's it's there's it's one story looking at a team on paper and it's one story Looking at a team and how they play, and you look at the Bruins and they're mean, they're quick, they can score. Top to bottom, they're elite. But I just, I don't know. I just think the Rangers can out, what's the word? Outskill them in some sort of way. Shesterkin pulls out a miracle. And once you start the playoffs, everything's brand new. You know, you forget about the regular season. And I think the Bruins are going to have the President's Trophy curse, and they'll they'll lose in the conference finals. That's fair. And then I have, and then I have the Rangers winning the cup. Rangers beating Colorado. Yeah, I think for Again, me, the I East, think... the East to me is all. It's a whole blender over there. It mm-hmm. could be any of them going to the finals for me, except for Pittsburgh or the Islanders. But yeah, no, no, the West, the West. 
Did I say oh, the east? Yeah, you said the east, but yeah. Sorry, the west. To me, is a blunder. Absolute blunder. Except for Minnesota and Seattle. Right. And maybe I, LA. You know, the point that I was going to make about the Rangers and the case for them in the Eastern Conference Final is the fact that they've been there before. And I think that you could also say the same thing about Boston. But New York, as a, as a unit, has basically been there, was there last year. And they were successful. They lost, they lost, they lost to Tampa. They got, they got out, out, outplayed. They got outplayed by a great Tampa team, but they, but they got to that point with the identical units or sorry, the the same, the same team aside from Tarasenko and Kane, which doesn't hurt to add two guys that have a lot of playoff experience too. So, Mm -hmm. I think that's the case for the Rangers in in a in a series against the Boston Bruins, Eastern Conference Finals. The Bruins have been there though. They've been there, but look at their team. Like, yeah, I guess you could say. That oh, your stance a different team. Yeah, like, I'm just saying the fact that the Rangers were literally there a year ago at this time with the same exact team. Like the the like Boston has always been shuffling. Like now you're adding Orlov. You at you had Hampus for last year's run. Like different now you're adding look and. Exactly. And I'm not saying that it hurt them in any case, the fact that they're not the same unit. But what I am saying is that chemistry and experience go a long way. And I think that for the Rangers in that case, that's that's for me like the reason that I would take the Rangers, but I'm not. I'm taking I'm taking like I feel like I just preach for the Rangers just to pick the Bruins, but I'm picking the Bruins. No, no, but hundred percent your side of the bracket, Bruins Dallas. That could hundred percent happen. I and and that's and a very I, good prediction and i would take and i would take boston i think oh no no i would right take boston, like, 100%. like yeah. but i think it would be a good series i do if that if that were the case yeah okay so hold on let's just let's just recap you have colorado against yeah. against the rangers yeah in the Stanley Cup final and you have the rangers winning yeah cool i have dallas versus boston and boston winning the cup and they break yeah. the president's trophy curse I wonder who the last thing to do it was. Let's see. Because I think the only reason why Can it's you a guess? curse is the you, Capitals. If you had to guess? Um, if I had to guess. Uh, who, won, who won the President's Trophy last year? Was it Colorado? It was, no, no, no. It's Florida. Florida? How crazy is that? Damn. Um, who? I'm going to guess the uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. You have two more guesses. Okay, um, that broke it and won the cup, right? Um, that broke it and won the cup. Sorry, last year, fun. last year I made a mistake. It, what, the Panthers finished. Oh no, they did. They did they won the President's Trophy. Um, yeah. So last, wait, what'd you say? Sorry. Like that they they won the cup. They won the President's Trophy and the cup. Correct. Yeah. Who's the last yeah. team to do it? Okay, so you said it wasn't. Oh, Tampa. No. One more guess. The Bruins. The Kings. No. no. That's four guesses. No. It was the Blackhawks in 2012, 2013. Oh, okay. But that's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's been almost, or it's been 10 years since the last team that won. It only makes sense 10 years later. And then another 10 years goes by and no President's Trophy winner think? and no Stanley Cup winner. Well, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. But Chicago in 2012-2013. Interesting. Interesting. And that Maybe, was the lockout season two. That was a, a lockout short season two. No, so it doesn't count. Really count. Does it really no. count? Asterix. <laughs> that was fun, though. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Uh, we'll talk quickly about the Canadians. Um, let me open this up here. Who lost the Devils last night. Lost six in a row, despite picking up points, but lost six in a row. Lost six in a row, but again, these points are just if you're a fan of the Bedard race, are killers. Um, but what it does prove is that the Canadians can take it to high level teams and they can play with heart. Obviously, they don't have the skill to close out these games, but Marty St. Louis is clearly building a team that can go up against any team, no matter who's on the ice, which I think is a very, very bright sign. Um, look, Carolina in shootout, Rangers in shootout. That's a Benajad shootout goal was disgusting, by the way. Um, Vegas regulation loss, Anaheim regulation loss, Kings regulation loss. So that 
that California trip, remember we were talking about it weeks ago? The California trip, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they went horribly for them. Yeah. San Jose, they won the first game, but anyways. Now they go up against Colorado, Pittsburgh, Florida, Tampa, Tampa, Boston, and then Columbus, which is kind of a joke, but they got some hefty games coming up. Um, I don't see it ending too well unless Belzil keeps playing like Gretzky. Over um, half a point per game on that guy. Guys, nuts, eh? Three goals in three games? Always that? Three goals in three games, yes. And he, just to boot there, he also has 10 points in 20 games. So, yeah, half a point per game. Damn. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll do our predictions I wanna, here. I, oh, before yeah. we go into the predictions, I just wanted to ask you a quick quick question. Yeah, go ahead. We At the beginning of the season, we went through teams that we thought would finish the, we, we named a list of teams, and obviously I'm, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but we listed a, a list of teams that would finish below Montreal in the standings. Yeah, And I think we concluded that it was about five or six. So right now we're actually kind of like, I don't know if the teams are right, but we're in that, I think we're in the ballpark. Like I think we. I don't think we would have put Columbus below them. Like I don't think I would have. I don't think I did either because I was kind of, I thought that they were going to actually be way better than they did. But I think one of the teams that we said would Anaheim. do worse, I think ended up being better anyway. So I think it kind of like leveled oh, okay. out. Okay. But my question to you really, and again, like obviously anything is possible, but are you optimistic? And I, and I guess, I guess like it might be just fake optimism, but are you, is there any part of you that's optimistic about potentially landing Connor Bedard? I think the Canadians, first of all, I think Arizona's in a leapfrog, the Canadians. I agree, so and they, I actually think Anaheim will too potentially. And if if Anaheim is able to leapfrog the Canadians, I think there's a very, very, very solid chance they can at least fall in the top three, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. But they can get a top two pick in this year's draft. And I, I think guess it's my... crucially important for them to finish 29th in the league. Chicago, there's no chance they leapfrog the Canadians. No, eight eight points right now. No, San Jose, unless they go on a crazy run but that's very unlikely to me if they if they can do even Anaheim I don't think they will but if they can it's super important super important because everyone's freaking out about who they're going to draft well it's kind of easy if you know you're picking the top two but that that Florida pick I think it's going to be nothing it's not going to move like you think but I still think it might be a, a lottery pick potential potential to be a lottery pick they're only sitting at 17th right what's the cutoff yeah but you can you can only jump up 10 spots no no i understand but i'm just saying like it's still like it, it would still be like it oh still it, be it'll still be a good pick. pick yeah yeah, yeah. It's just, like i remember a few weeks ago we were saying oh my god they might get two top three picks and nah, that's not gonna happen yeah, no chance not gonna happen but, but yeah montreal I, I think they can um at least jump in the top three in the lottery who knows? Just, but I don't. Will they jump into the top? Well, if the, here's the thing: is if I don't like sit- the spot they're in right now. I don't like it. No, you gotta I mean, you gotta lose a bit more because now you're seeing a spot where you're probably not gonna land the top two pick, but you're not like competitive. You're just like losing for no reason mm-hmm. and collecting points for no reason. Like these shootout. Yes, they're entertaining. Yes, the overtimes are, are cool. But I'd much prefer a very entertaining regulation loss than 100%. losing and gaining points for no like last reason. night, right? Like who cares? Like three, like I mean, it wasn't that entertaining, but three one, call it a day, chalk it up, and just like no, 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 no points, no points yeah. awarded. Like obviously, you want morale to be somewhat elevated, but we're getting to a point here where the main core pieces aren't even on the ice, mm-hmm. right? And- I'll say one thing now, and I, I guess this is kind of agreeing with what you said before and kind of just putting it all into one here. If Montreal doesn't move down, if if Montreal doesn't move down to at least 29th, so meaning Arizona and Anaheim would jump Montreal, or actually any team for that matter would jump, two teams would jump Montreal and Montreal would end up in 29th, I don't think they have a chance at landing Bedard. Point blank, done. Well, it's percentages. Right. Of course they have a chance. Of course, they have a chance, but I think that I don't know. I just don't. Well, the Connor McDavid draft. Where were the Oilers sitting at? I don't even remember, but it wasn't. It wasn't Fourth great. Fourth best odds. Yeah. 
Imagine. I'm just saying. I know. I just think that it, it seems it seems very unlikely well, that it, it to me it's gonna be Columbus. Whoever finishes last is gonna get that pick, in my opinion. That's what I see too. It's what a twenty five percent chance if you accumulate all the other I think it's twenty five, yeah, twenty five. If you go on Tankathon. Shout out Tankathon. Great website. Um, I just wanted to check one thing. NHL lottery is June twenty eighth. So wow, that's really late. It feels really late, eh? Oh no, sorry, that's the draft. Yeah, okay. I was like, wow, that's really I was like, wow, when when's the draft gonna be? September? They probably don't have <laughs> they probably don't have the lottery. Um like it's usually in the yet. first round of the playoffs. Oh, so that's actually soon ish. Yeah. That's fun. Yep. Yeah, the end of the regular season is uh April thirteenth, last game of the season for the Canadians. Cover it up. It's coming up. It's literally a month. Yeah. It's wild. Tomorrow's the thirteenth. All right, Colorado, Montreal, tomorrow night, Bell Center. What do you what do you see happening? Except the Bezil goal. It's kind of a given. Put the house on that happening. What do I see happening? Hold on, I'm just looking into my crystal ball. Give me a second. All right. Um, 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 I don't know. I'm feeling a like I'm feeling a Habs loss, but I'm feeling a weirdly big game from Remy. From Rem. Remy. I've never heard someone call him Remy. I yeah. Even producer shaking his head over here. Remethy. No, Rem, Rem. I'm feeling, I'm feeling actually, I'm feeling a halves 4 2 loss, even 5 2. Wow. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a goal and an assist from Rem. Rem. I don't know. It just feels like one of those, like it's going to be a Monday night. Rem, I associate Rem with Mondays, not in a bad way, but it's just because he, it just feels like it's his day to okay. produce. I don't know. It's a I don't very, know. very specific. Mark, I'm now attributing Rem Pitlick Day to March 13th. It'd be funny if it's his birthday tomorrow. I'm going to check because if it is, I'm... Wow. By 649 if it is. Rem Pitlick birthday. Closer closer than I thought. April 2nd. Okay, not bad. Yeah, not bad. we're close. Um, I, I don't know what I'm going to say here. I'm gonna, probably going to go with... Um, a 3-1 Colorado win. Okay. Low scoring affair-ish. Yeah, I'm going to say that um, the one goal is scored by um, Mike Matheson on the power good. play. Mike really Matheson good. power play goal, 3-1 loss. Um, and I'm also going to add that... Don't add, don't add too many legs to this parlay. I'm going to say that the Colorado Avalanche gets 45 shots on net. And who's in nets for the Habs? Like assume Allen. Allen's gonna make forty-two saves tomorrow night. And so lose. forty-two save, forty-two save loss from Jake Allen with a Matheson goal and a three-one loss. And I have Montreal winning or losing five to two and two yeah. points, a goal and an assist from Rem Pitlick. Yeah. On Rem Pitlick day. Wow! Wow! That's kind of crazy. See, I I knew there was something about March thirteenth. What is it? Pazetta's birthday. Oh. I knew it. I knew it. It's just Are you gonna change it to to Pez scoring? I'll give Pez an apple, but that's about it. <laughs> nah, I won't give him anything. <laughs> <laughs> Not even on his birthday? Like what's he turning here? He's turning twenty five. Twenty five? Born in nineteen ninety eight. I would have guessed. I think it's the hair that makes him look older. It's also that stash too. It's like it's a yeah. Give me John Merrill vibes. John Merrill, the goat man. I miss that Love guy. Love that guy. Yeah. Okay. 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 Rapid fire, quick question. Yeah. What was? How? What was? Hold on. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Michael. Yeah. Michael Pizzetta has played. In Sudbury, he's played in Sarnia, he's played in Laval, and he's played in Montreal and, and in the ECHL with the main Mariners. What was his highest point total season? 
I'm gonna say, jeez, uh, <laughs> Sarnia. And how many points? <laughs> how many games did he play? Well, you were wrong anyway. It was in Sudbury. Okay. He the most points he had was in Sarnia. Thirty-five games played. How many points? Twelve. Thirty-one. Almost point. So, I'm so sorry, Michael. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was very rapid fire that was out of left field yeah Jeez. sorry i don't know i was i was think of that i don't know i was just looking at his stash and his hair and i was just like curious right. so i made you guess all right that was fun um sorry <laughs> again for saying 12 points or whatever i said yeah that's but... that's a little that's a little it's a knock on him for sure hey, he's he's a beauty though it's okay mm-hmm. all right anyways we'll wrap it up here um we thank you so much for tuning in hopefully i'm saying this um before it edits hopefully my audio is okay i know the past few episodes i apologize on my end the audio has been kind of iffy so for those listening and going why does it sound so bad i apologize hopefully it's fixed for this episode but look we'll do our best to try and fix that out or fix yep. it exactly. figure that out and fix it anyways uh thank you so much for tuning in and uh, we'll catch you guys next time thanks a lot guys take care and stay safe